back to this edition of the Redbird Report. My name is Cade Heather. I'm a sports editor here at the Vedette, and as always, I'm joined alongside my good and great friend, Whoa. co-sports editor Jonathan Barless. How are we, we today? We almost downgraded to good. <laughs> what happened? Did I did I do something no, wrong? No, no, come on, nah. Cade. A slip. Listen, I know it's a little slip, <laughs> and slips ultimately do come in the form of basketball games as well as the Redbirds do fall yeah. in their season finale to Southern Illinois. Um. I don't think there's really much more we can say about this, and I think just it, the cards lied on the table. This. Yeah. It all came down to that final game, and the, uh, the Redbirds did place seventh in Arch Madness seating. They will be playing Thursday in the play-in game against Evansville at 8.30 in St. Louis. So why don't we just kind of run down what happened against Southern Cade, initial yeah. thoughts on the game so far. I mean, what you, you saw know? from the senior core, what you saw from guys that produce some guys. I thought... That, I thought uh, the Redbirds actually. I thought the Redbirds played really good in that game uh, Saturday. Well, maybe not really good, but I thought they played uh, good enough. Phil Fain was scored twenty one. He was a he was dominant in the paint. I thought that's what they needed was uh, you know a lot a lot of points from the uh, seniors, and that's what they got. Keyshawn Evans was on fire to start that yeah, game. He, had, he, had, he made three straight three pointers. Yeah, he ended up with thirteen points to end off the game, and he, yeah. he was doing really and, well in the first half. Yeah, that we that's something we have rarely seen from him at all this year. And then Malik scored just twelve. He was over five from three. Would have liked to see one or two of yeah. those go in, you know. But he did get cut off on minutes he, a little bit. He did play yeah. like maybe five less minutes than he usually would play on the yeah. court. But you know, Keyshawn picked him up. I felt like he did make shots early on and you know, yeah. Keyshawn has been struggling with that Definitely. all year. And you know, a lot of good things stem from this game, even though they did lose seventy two to sixty three. Only a nine-point margin. Not too crazy of a loss. They did play yeah. well. They played ve- – they just, you know, they lost in three different ways. And ISU head coach Dan Muller knows that. They lost in transition points. They lost in offensive boards. And they just made shots down the stretch. And, you know, yep. ISU didn't. That just kind of yeah. came down to that. Uh, Muller did say they thought they had good looks. They had good execution. We didn't turn the ball over much. But they did commit 20 total team fouls and had nine total turnovers in their losing effort. Only shot 31% from the field, which is – Kind of low in a game where you have to mm-hmm. have a must-win, right. especially going into the tournament. This was a very important game for them. Yeah, they just absolutely. come off back-to-back important wins, very, very important wins from upsetting Drake the following week, and then upsetting and then, uh, winning and then against Missouri over, State yeah. that last Saturday. And you know, I I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know. It, I it's mean, such it's such. A very tumultuous season. A lot of adversities hit them. Yeah, the depth hasn't been there in the last. That too. God knows how it's, long. It's it, something we've seen kind of all year. You know, they they get two big wins or one big win or something, and they come back and they just can't continue that success. They they've they've really had a trouble, hard time continuing success this year. Um, but I don't know. In the first half of that game at at Southern, I thought they they were doing a good job of it. Now there were there were a lot of fouls. Phil was already in foul trouble early in the game. He was coming out early. Malik was in foul trouble. Copeland ended up fouling out, but Southern still wasn't making their free throws to begin with. They they missed a lot in the first half. Right. They ended up going eleven for nineteen at the free throw line. That's just something you know. 11, 11 free throws made. I mean, I don't know. ISU went seven for nine at the line. That's a little better. Mm-hmm. They gave them too many, too many free free opportunities. I think. I mean, they ended up losing by nine, and then obviously at the end, uh, Southern hits 
kind of couple, pulled away couple with daggers it. right couple there at the end back-to-back yeah. three-pointers yeah that, uh, that really put it Armand out. Fletcher kind of coming up big he had two yeah. huge three-pointers player of the week absolutely right there. he and he well deserved absolutely. yeah like 26 he, points 26 and 40 points minutes him. played he played all 40 which you don't you don't really you see, don't that. see that a yeah. lot. Uh, Phil and Keyshawn did have a team high uh, minutes for the Redbirds with 36 each and you know Armand Fletcher did his thing he went out there and rightfully deserved player of the week he let it all lie on the floor he is a very good player for that team, and he's going to be very good in the tournament for them as well. He's going to be mm-hmm. a catalyst along with KV on Pippen. So, Southern Illinois is in a good spot right yeah. now. And, you know, they're kind of in the driver's they're, seat to kind of control yeah. their own destiny, whereas ISU is kind of in more trouble than we originally thought. Uh, ISU yeah, did place number definitely. two in the MVC preseason rank. And now, <laughs> as the season comes to an end, they are I mean, number seven. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's, Initial I thoughts. mean, just the biggest disappointing season. I mean, I've, I've seen, like, there's so much hope lying on this season that they had there was no way this team would have ever ever no one have would have ever imagined this team would be a Thursday team and here we are talking about talking about them playing Thursday chances. against Sevensville and it's just I don't know I don't know what to say about it I mean that's it's just very disappointing I mean a 9 and 9 conference record just was not what anybody With was going to expect. With all the hype surrounding the preseason, yeah, everything kind of culminating towards kind ISU of, being this big powerhouse MVC yeah. team. Who was going to be this year's right. Loyola? And, and ISU was right there. I mean, and it turned out Drake to be that yeah. kind of sort of powerhouse. <laughs> Drake, I mean, I mean they, they were what number nine in the preseason right? Yeah, they, they were number one sharing exactly. the title with Loyola. I mean. You don't expect it's these crazy. things to happen. Bradley starts 0-5, and now they're playing on Friday against Missouri State. Ended up with a 99 you know, conference record. Yeah. They just kind of pulled it out. They they did. They played very <laughs> good basketball that last half. This and that kind of comes down to you know, potential influence going into that tournament. I mean, if ISU did come out with a win against Southern, going three games into mm-hmm. that tournament on three-game win streak, playing on that Friday that game, would be huge. it's a different story. Yeah. It's a different ball game for mm-hmm. them. But now they have their backs against the wall, playing the worst team in the conference all year. They're 5-13. and 13. They have been struggling all year. They have been very, very tough. Yeah. It, yeah, the pressure is on ISU to win. I think so, and yeah. And Evansville has nothing to worry about. They have they're nothing to lose. There, When's the last time they made it past Thursday? Absolutely. You know? They won their so, I mean, first game in yeah. God knows how long. Yeah. <laughs> they literally won their first game in a month. They they had only won one game all February. That was February second against Valpo. Mm-hmm. Came back uh, yesterday and beat Valpo or Saturday and beat Valpo. Right, exactly one month later. Well, <laughs> I, that, that kind of just says know. it all right there. Yeah. But the pressure is on Illinois State to win this game. I mean, yeah, no Thursday team has ever made it to the championship round since the creation of the ten team tournament format in mm-hmm. 1997. And you know, the Redbirds have not participated in any Thursday play-in since 2011, almost eight years now. Yeah, and very unfamiliar. You know, with it's this. very unfamiliar territory, especially for head coach Dan Muller. And you know, he knows this. And you know, he said after the game, we played a B game at, game against Southern. We played a B game, and it'll probably take the same way in St. Louis. Our path has obviously changed dramatically, and he knows that. He knows that now. And for us to do something special, we have to play four A games in a row. Yeah. That's not just from two or three guys. It's from eight to ten players, and that's our focus right now. Mm-hmm. And we, we've seen Matt Hine get back in the rotation. We've seen more of Josh Jefferson get back into it as well. Yeah. And maybe that depth kind of attributes They're going to need that. Especially. They need that in, on Thursday because, like mm-hmm. you said, their back's against the wall. And the pressure's on them to come out with a win. And <laughs> we'll see where we're going to see Yeah, what winning four games in four days. I mean, that's, that's the Birds have had one four-game winning streak this year. It was a span of, uh, I believe, seven or eight days. Right. 
I mean, they, they've won four games in a row this year, but can they win them in four game or in four days? I don't know. I mean, no team has ever done it. So can they? I, do I, it? I, I don't. Do you I, think they can do I, it? I don't see this. I, honestly, I don't see this Redbird team doing that. I I just don't. Do you, you know think they mean? win they, Thursday? They do you think they? Win I think Thursday? they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they can definitely I think win they, Thursday. And I also think that. Yes. Maybe Friday we'll see. I mean, they would have to play Drake if they do win this game. They have beat Drake twice, twice this year. Right. And we'll see what happens then. But just winning four in a row, they even if they get to Sunday, I don't know. I, I don't see them get getting four wins in a row in four days. That's I, just, I don't. Believe that's a lot to ask for. It is for a lot this to team, ask especially for. a team that's had only eight healthy players recently. Hopefully nine or ten this weekend. Hopefully in this ten. Stretch in this stretch of three or four games, they have been shooting the ball a lot better. They mm-hmm. have not like yeah. They've been playing hard. They've been playing very hard basketball. And, you know, it's it's apparent to see that these guys, they're, they're playing for something now. And yeah. the time is now to flip that switch and, you know, turn everything around essentially, like, now. Like, the, today, right now is has to the be. time to yeah, this figure is things it. out. Like, this is it. There's no more waiting game. There's no more games where you can figure things out. But, mm-hmm. nevertheless, Keyshawn's been shooting a lot better. Malik's getting yes. his touches. Phil's yeah. been playing very well. He's been playing very, very well as of late. Tinsley's let, been improving. He only scored right. three on Saturday, but before that, I mean, he he's had better games. Right. He's been he's been improving. Matt Chastain's been a very good mainstay in yeah. center column. Like he's been doing a very good job of maintaining that defense. Even as well Ray Ido right. has been. He's getting is, more minutes as well. Minutes and my thing is, I think they can win this game against Evansville. I, mm-hmm. I think they will win this game. They have won against Evansville twice this year. Yeah. Uh, their average points margin, uh, the differential between them is eight and a half. Uh, you know, they came out with a win, seventy-eight to seventy, in their last meeting. Yeah. And that was January, not or yeah, January nineteenth. And you know, Fane obviously when he reaches the thousand-point milestone, January fifth, uh, he. He played very well. I mean, he had 20 points that game. Malik had 13. But, you know, nevertheless, these two wins against Evansville, how important is this history between them this season going into yeah. Thursday? I mean, I think it is a little important. I mean, you, you got to be – I mean, all these teams are familiar with each other, obviously. Mm-hmm. They and, just beat up on each other all year. And yeah. you kind of end up with, you know, three three-way ties and three yeah. separate categories. It just kinda, you just kind of go wherever they fall. But – I don't know. I mean, I think I think these two previous matchups are somewhat important, but at the end of the day, it's only one. It only comes down to one game, and it comes down to forty minutes of basketball. And right. I'm not really sure how much January nineteenth like dictates the results of a game on March 9th or whatever Thursday is eighth. Right. But I I mean, obviously previous matchups do do matter, but I don't know. It's it's Evansville. They have a good offense, but they also have a really bad defense. I think the Redbirds can easily pull off a win uh, Thursday night right. over the Purple Aces. I mean, they, like I said, I don't know the last time they've made it past a Thursday game, Evansville. I, I don't and, know that either, but let's let's see if we can find that. But honestly, yeah. I, I'm not worried about Evansville either. Mm-hmm. Like we said it already. I think they've proven to be uh, the lesser of two evils going into this Thursday. It could have been a little bit worse for them. They could have ended up playing Indiana State or Valparaiso, which they've struggled against this season. Yeah, yeah and, that, you know, that would have been well, more concerning. They would have been more concerning if they had played any other of those teams. Valparaiso more so. I mean, you lose the Valpo twice in one year on a buzzer beater, and then you get blown out at home. I'd be more concerned about that matchup than any other yeah. matchup in this. I think we talked about that before as well. But I'm more confident in us moving to Friday with us playing Evansville. And, you know, if, yes, we end absolutely. Up, if we end up playing Drake, it's kind of one of those things where maybe they could, you know, pull it out of somewhere and 
figure it out and yeah. do the same thing they did last week against them, upsetting them and you know taking down another number one team. And they they've been able to find that. They just have had, had different spurts, and it's so on and off. And their record shows they're sixteen and fifteen. They're nine and nine. They're very they're five hundred yep. in conference. Yeah, they're a little bit above five hundred overall. So you kind of have a sense of what this team is. They can turn it on or turn it off whenever they need to. Yeah, and they just have to keep away to keep the light on for the rest of the tournament. Ha- here. Yeah, they have to. I mean, but that's like I said, that's been the issue. Every time they get a big win, they haven't been able to keep it on. I mean, their their biggest winning streak this year, I believe, was just that four game. Mm-hmm. It was it was the four game winning streak back in non conference play. Um, ever since conference play, it's been very very streaky. Obviously, I mean, like you said, they won nine to nine in conference. That's yeah. they haven't been they able to sustain any success. Streaks. They had two uh, spurts of a four game win streak, and then a two game win streak, and then a three. Yeah. And you know that adds up to nine in my book. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, so let's kind of go through what we have expected for Arch Madness. Arch Madness does start on Thursday, March 7th in St. Louis. Uh, the first game is game one against Indiana State and Valparaiso. Indiana State's ranked number eight seeded, and Valpo is number nine at 6.05 to begin. And then ISU mm-hmm. and Evansville square off right after that at 8.35. And then the winner of that ISU Evansville game will go on to play Drake at 6.05 Friday. Drake is ranked number two. And then that sixth game right after that ISU game at 8.30 is Southern Illinois and then Northern Iowa. And then on the earlier half of that slate, we have Loyola in the game one winner between Indiana State and Valparaiso. So uh, Loyola coming out with a nice MVC championship again. Yeah. Kind of, I'm not I'm not really surprised there. They played, you know, decently well pretty much the whole season. Drake's right up there yeah. with them as well. They both deserve that. And uh, that second game right after a 235 is Missouri State and Bradley. Bradley's ranked number five. Obviously, we talked about it already. Mm-hmm. Coming back in the latter half of the season, rising through the ranks. They started, mm-hmm. you know, midway through conference play back in January, eight yeah. in seeding, and now they're fifth playing on Friday against are. Missouri State. Yeah, they've been playing well. good team. Yeah, a couple good, of team. good teams right there. A lot uh, of good matchups here uh, to be expected in Arch Madness. As absolutely, we hope as always, State comes out with a win against Evansville on Thursday. Cade, any final thoughts we have about this team moving forward? Huh. Um, you know, I think hmm, I think ISU, like we've said, I think ISU has a very, very good chance at getting the win Thursday night. Um, you know, funny thing, we or I thought Evansville, I thought it had been a long time since Evansville has uh, sur- has moved on since past a Thursday game. Sure. It was just two years ago that they beat Indiana State on a Thursday game. But then they lost to ISU in the next round. So well, ISU that's nice has a history of beating Evansville, not only in the tournament, tournament but in regular season as well. They went 2-0 this year against mm-hmm. them. I have no issues, no worries about the birds pulling out a win Thursday night. Moving on to Friday, that's a different a question. It's a little more concerning. Drake is playing pretty well. Obviously, they tied for first in the conference. That's a little more concerning. It's hard to beat a team three times in a season. I think the Birds can do that against Evansville, but I don't think they can do that against Drake. My thing is, this is, this is uh, I just thought of this actually. My thing is, ISU plays a lot better at Redbird Arena than they do anywhere else. True. Their home and away yeah. record says that. I mean, yeah. it's, the, it's kind of the, apparent how good they are at home and how bad they are away. They're 12-4 and four at Redbird Arena this season and 2-10 and 10 away. Neutral oh. area, 2 Two and one coming from the Cayman Islands Classic. Yeah. How do you think they do in a neutral standing? It's a, it's an away yeah. it's an away game, but you know they don't play in the comfort of Redbird Arena. How do you think this 
works. Yeah. I mean, forward. I think yeah. I mean it's a neutral site for everybody with hopefully a decent amount of fans traveling, making right. it making the travel out down there from each school. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure ISU will be very well represented. They usually are. It's only a couple hours away, pretty close. I mean, we may be one of the closest schools in in uh, driving in the distance. Radius yeah, of St. Louis, pretty much I mean, outside of Missouri, Missouri State, State like. and maybe Evansville, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think ISU can get a big fan base down there. I don't think the road, um, I don't think the road will be too much of an issue here because it's it's a neutral site for everybody. It's the valley. You never know what can happen. Oh wow! I don't it's, know how many times we say yeah. it's the valley, Scott. <laughs> you know? It's the valley, Scott. I love that. But I, don't know. I agree with you. I mean, I don't know how much this takes into account the road and home uh, records, but you know, it is a neutral site for everybody. I'm just kind of wondering to see how it would affect their play against yeah. everyone else. I know yeah. the home and away thing doesn't really mean much, but, you know, they seem to get it done at home. They've only lost four yeah. times at home this season, and Whereas had some pretty big upsets at home. Loyola, Drake, yeah. all number one teams three times this season. They've taken mm-hmm. on the NBC leader, and, you know, I think that might play into Can they part. do it outside of Red Can they do it outside of Red Bird Arena? That's exactly my point mm-hmm. here. But, you know... We'll kind of end it on this note where Keyshawn Evans kind of said after the press conference he'll play anybody in St. Louis at this point. You just got to win. Uh, we just got to take it one game at a time, take care of Thursday, and we can't look past that. We just have to go out there, compete, and play. And the Redbirds will be playing the Evansville Purple Aces at 8.30. Primetime matchup in the MVC tournament at Arch Madness in St. Louis. But this is all we have for you guys today this time around. But be sure to follow us on Twitter at Vedette Sports and keep up with the latest on everything Illinois State Sports at VedetteOnline.com. If the Redbirds do advance to a Friday slot against Drake at 6.30, me and Cade will be there live coverage in St. Louis covering Arch Madness and our Redbirds. Yeah. Hopefully we'll advance that because yeah, we would yeah. love to be there. Absolutely. We would love to see them <laughs> succeed as we always do. But... This has been another edition of the Redbird Report. We're John and Kate signing off until next week, guys. Stay on, Bird.